Today's episode, What Fearless Really Means. Let's go! I think I finally found my hallelujah. It started out as a feeling. And as my mind begins to spread its way. I reach out from the Thank you for listening to The Daily Belief Game. I'm Jeff Stein. Again, The Belief Game is the process of recognizing that the story you tell about your life and your world will be what you experience. And the way you guide yourself through it is to recognize that what you think and what you feel are the attraction points that will bring about the manifestations that we're speaking of here. So if you feel better, you are headed towards your dreams and your desires and your inspired ideas and your love and your joy. If you feel worse, then you are heading towards the absence of them, the lack, the destruction of them, the limitation of them. So And so in every moment of your life in this belief game, the number one thing to play is your emotions. You're always looking for relief at least, and you're always looking for a way to feel good. Because as you know, when you feel good, everything works. You have clarity, you're more healthy, you are more aware. <laughs> it just works, right? When you're feeling totally tuned in and you're just and you're zoned into the world, you just fly. And so the daily belief game is the regular practice of mastering that. Because if you do, everything will work. Your relationships, your health, your wealth, everything just gets better and better and better. And you will love the process. It won't feel like some destination addiction where if I can just get to that place, I'll be better. If I can just get to the end goal line, I'll be fine. And one of those goal lines people love to get to is fearlessness, this idea of fearlessness. And there's a lot of dialogue on fear. Some people say, I suppress the fear. You got to just, you know, bury the fear, all these different things. How about understanding it? (laughs) Because fear and all its co-conspirators, mind you, again, that includes everything from just frustration and boredom uh, all the way down to rage and revenge and loss and despondency and shame and guilt. (laughs) But I have to warn you, in this time-space reality, as long as you're occupying the human avatar that you are, there will always be a gap between what you desire, which is held by your higher self, which your higher self instantly becomes. You can't unadd to the truth of who you are. But this physical reality, the point of attraction you know is your humanity, that uh, will only catch up when you allow it to match what you have become. And so you get the two points of attraction for the purpose of having an interaction in a relationship in this time-space reality. That's the point. You want to run this little machine around and you want it, you want to come up with new ideas and then work them into the machine. But there is a gap, and that gap is a form of fear, meaning that you recognize, wow, I really want this thing. Then you notice that you don't have it yet. The lack, there's the opposite. The other side of the subject is the not having of it. And that gap then generates an emotional response, right? It could be severe disappointment or frustration or loss or aloneness, or it could just be simply a little bit of, you know, annoying. But they're all fear and they're all the gap between what you have become in your desires and your purpose and your calling and what your physical self has managed to catch up with yet. And you cannot be less than you have become. You will have to catch up with who you are.
And when you focus on the lack of what you've become, it will always feel fear-based in some way or another. So fear is your indicator that you're going the wrong way. And as long as you're in human experience, you will always be using that indicator. It's only a degree to which it affects you or how much it terrorizes you. And so this idea of managing fear, controlling fear, uh, overcoming fear, all of those things I think are a little bit limiting. You really just want to know it. So what's really the problem? It's the FDR line. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Since fear, the gap between what you've become and what you are currently in your physical experience, the feeling is measured by a gap of fear. Because of that, it will always be needed to be managed. So you want to not be lost in it. So the goal is to no longer be afraid of fear itself. And that means that it don't let the feedback loop get running. Because when you start to scare yourself, you scare yourself more, you scare yourself more, the momentum builds up, and then your entire consciousness is drawing more reasons to be afraid. And then now you're starting to walk into circumstances and you're having reactions to things that wouldn't have otherwise scared you, but because you're in the lens of fear, you're getting more scared and more scared, right? And it goes around, now I'm afraid that I'm afraid, I'm just afraid, ah! <laughs> the goal is to eliminate that part of the experience. And the way you do that is master catching it quickly. I have an analogy about the water slide, which is that if you have a habitual emotional pattern, say you feel really guilty when you think about your friends not having enough or something like that, okay? When you go to that thought that you have thought a lot, it is now a belief, it is like a water slide. You go into it and now you're in the water slide and now you're feeling it and you're completely immersed in this guilt or this fear or this terror. And the only thing you could do at that point is navigate the water slide. You really can't stop in the middle of a water slide, climb out and change your mind. You kind of have to see it run its course. But to no longer be afraid of fear is when you get to the point where you're stopping yourself before you go into the water slide. You're making the choice. You're looking at it. You're looking at that tube, you know, that you're going to jump into with your water slide. You stop and say, whoa, and you feel it, right? Because as soon as you consider that subject, whatever that is, whatever that painful, terrifying subject is, as soon as you consider it, you start to feel it. Now is the real belief game of turning your attention away and going, nope, not indulging that. <laughs> not going down that water slide. I am going to change the subject. And then you can get to one of my techniques I've mentioned before, like make peace, make an effort, or take a nap. And take a nap, of course, means distract yourself. Make peace means, oh my gosh, I'm really scared. This is a scary thing. I need to just sit down for a minute and just be okay with the fact that this is scaring me. Uh, make an effort is, okay, this scares me. I need to think of something that is more empowering. I need to find a truth that will direct me towards my higher self my inspiration, my joy, or at least my relief. And that could be, I can handle this, or I know what I'm doing, or these are just thoughts. These are just emotions. These are just responses from my previous past habitual ideas and beliefs, and I can change them. Whatever. There's a lot of different dialogue. That's why you have to meet with me or somebody like me to come up with your own. But <laughs> shameless plug. And then we get to concepts like healthy fear, right? It's good to have a healthy fear. Now, what that usually refers to is a situation where you have a relative or a friend or a child who is about to do something and it scares you. So if you feel like they have a quote unquote healthy fear of it, then they won't do it, which makes you feel better because you're scared they'll do it. But really, there is a decent use of healthy fear, which relates to what we just talked about, 
which is to recognize that fear is the gap between, again, what you have become and what you currently have in your situation and the gap between those two and how it feels. So it's healthy when you can look at it and go, oh, yeah, this is my tracking system. This is my guidance system. This is telling me that when I consider this thought of lack, of not being who I have become, it feels uncomfortable to the degree to which I believe I am unable to achieve it, right? If it's completely hopeless, it feels like despondency. If it's almost around the corner, it feels like uh, impatience, right? And all of those are fears technically in the scale because anything below contentment (laughs) and below satisfaction is fear. And that's a healthy fear in the sense that you can see it in a healthy way. But having fear isn't healthy. Deliberately choosing and seeking it, going down that water slide and saying, hey, yeah, I'm scared to death. I'm going to run with this because it's healthy to, to be afraid of this. No, it's not. Well, wait a minute. It's good to have a healthy fear of cliffs, right? You don't want to fall off a cliff. That's correct. You don't want to fall off a cliff. But wouldn't you rather your dominant thought be that you are stable and safe and sure-footed? Because if you're those things, if you're confident in your sure-footedness, then the cliff becomes a view. So fear is a great reminder you're going the wrong direction. But don't try to be fearless. Recognize that fear is helping you, guide you, and then turn your attention to where you really want to go. But that's the tricky part, is to not go down the water slide of fear and instead make the effort to choose a thought that is more satisfying. I am stable and sure-footed. And you might have to repeat it a bunch of times while you're at that cliff. I am stable and sure-footed. I am stable and (laughs) sure-footed. This edge is completely solid. This edge is completely solid. That might help you. But you might also have to take a nap, as I say, and just walk away from the edge and then reacquire your sense of stability and then consider walking back to it from a place of stability. And as you walk to it, you get near your water slide. If you're finding the fear coming up too strongly and the heart rate's increasing and the breath is getting shorter, step back and regain your clarity. Because what fearless really means is just realizing the tool that fearless is in every subject. Because every subject is either what you want or the lack of what you want. And fear tells you when you're headed towards the latter. And joy, inspiration, thrill, enthusiasm, clarity peace. They all tell you that you are heading towards what you want. So your homework today is simple. Just catch a fear before it takes you over. That's all. See if you can get one today. One where you start to get angry or guilty or shameful or regret comes up and instead of going there, run away. (laughs) Just change the subject. Start with that so you can first recognize you're entering these fear water slides. Once again, thanks for listening. My name is Jeff Stein. You can find me at jeffsworld.com, jeffs-world.com. I do this because my work is an extension of my practice and my purpose. I live this every day like a weird personal trainer who obsesses over consciousness. So if you want to join me, we'll do some Jedi training, which, of course, again, uh, more mind tricks, less lightsabers. Until then, please think responsibly. You want answers? I don't know. I'm Embrace it. Just asking. Life is choice. The power to create happiness. You can choose to be a victim or anything else you'd like to be. You want to change the world? Don't know how to begin. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It's the right path. It's a path made of principle that leads to character. You, the people, have the power to make this Come life on. free and beautiful. To make this Come life on. a wonderful Come adventure. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hey, Come on. Come on. 
Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, all right, come on. Thank you.